Hey fam, thanks for joining me on another episode. Before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to make a quick announcement. It occurred to me that I need to make some changes with the Center for Prophetic Listening. And in order to make those changes, I am creating a fundraising event specifically to gather the resources to make those changes. So on December 30th, I am actually hosting a prophetic listening summit, and the theme for this summit is casting vision for 2024. I don't know about you, but I do not do New Year's resolutions. I don't think that they're very useful, but one of the things I do like to do every single year is take time at the end of the year to assess what the Lord's perspective is on the previous year that I just experienced and what he wants for me in the year to come. So this is actually more of an expanded version of rather than getting a word or a single word for the new year to come, why not get paragraphs of what God wants to share with you about 2024, what he has for you in the year to come. If this is something that is appealing to you and you're wanting to get God's perspective on what 2024 is meant to look like for you, as well as his perspective on what 2023 was, this is an opportunity for you to come in a live setting virtually online and get God's guidance and his perspective through prophetic listening. So if you haven't experienced prophetic listening, if you're wanting to get clarity on the year to come and you're wanting to close out 2023 on a strong note, come to the Prophetic Listening Summit Casting Vision for 2024. You can register on propheticlistening.com. There will be an announcement bar at the very top. You can register and make sure that you register by the deadline. So I'm asking people to register by the 16th of this month of December so that you can get a complimentary copy of the Prophetic Listening book. Okay, so I will mail, physically mail your copy of the prophetic listening book as long as you register by the 16th. If you register past the 16th, you can still come to the event, but you won't get that book. So make sure that you register in time for the event. Um, And again, this is a fundraising event so that I can create the resources I need to for the Center for Prophetic Listening. Thank you guys for supporting this podcast. Thank you guys for supporting the Center for Prophetic Listening. And I cannot wait to see you live and cast vision for 2024 together. God bless. Hey fam, welcome to the Prophetic Listening Podcast, the art of hearing God's perfect will. The podcast that invites you to tune into God's guidance and discover his flawless plan for your life. I'm Michelle Honora, your host, and I'm thrilled to have you here. I'm an author, speaker, and spiritual direction coach, as well as the founder and director of the Center for Prophetic Listening. In a world filled with noise and distractions, finding clarity in God's will can be a challenge, especially if you're facing significant life transitions. Whatever challenges you're encountering, you're about to learn how to discern God's perfect will for both significant and everyday situations. So tune in, open your heart, and embark with me on this sacred quest to hear God's voice and discern His perfect will for your life. Welcome to the Prophetic Listening Podcast. Hey fam, welcome to another episode of the Prophetic Listening Podcast. Super stoked that you can join me today. Today is one of our solo episodes, uh, and it's actually going to be a little bit different because A, I'm fighting a cold, so I'm not going to be here super long um, running my, my voice into the ground, but B, I also wanted this episode to be kind of focused around a topic that I have been pondering and mulling over for a little while now. And that is um, the type of prayers that we pray. So 
the title of this episode is probably going to be uh, gratitude prayers. And I personally define gratitude prayers as prayers that are posed in such a way that we're, we're focused on thanking God rather than, rather than complaining and rather than um, lamenting and rather than supplicating. And when I say gratitude prayers, I actually mean taking um, the lamentations, the complaints, the supplications, and framing them in such a way that you're still expressing gratitude. So an example of this would be, um, actually, I'll, I'll share a quick story in terms of what brought me to this, this type of prayer. When I was 13, 14 years old, I went to this hair salon and I was getting my hair done and the hairdressers were bringing up the subject. And all of a sudden they started talking about how there's always something to be grateful for. And they, they started to play this, this funny word game with each other where they talked about, um, you know, you, you don't have a, a house, be thankful that, that you have an apartment to live in. Don't have an apartment to live in. Be thankful that you have a trailer to live in. Uh, living in your car, be thankful that you have some type of roof over your head. Uh, another example would be don't have great shoes. Be thankful that you have shoes to wear at all. Um, don't have, don't have shoes to wear. Be grateful that you have socks. Don't have feet. Be grateful that you have legs. <laughs> you know, it was kind of, it was kind of on the more ridiculous side, but I, I still remember that conversation <clears throat> almost 20 years later, because the main point was, even if, even in the face of not having something, you can always be grateful for what you do have. And a few years after that conversation, or after overhearing that conversation, I came across this book that was written by um, the author Anne Voskamp, and it's called 1000 Gifts. And in the book, the author made a challenge for herself to come up with at least a thousand things that she was grateful for by the end of her year. And what she found was that by intentionally being grateful and finding things, finding things like almost like a treasure hunt of gratitude, her entire paradigm shifted, her entire world opened, and she ended up finding a plethora of things to be grateful for. And by the end of that challenge, by the end of that year, she had more than 10,000 items of gratitude in her gratitude journal. And that was an eye-opener for me. I was 20 years old when I read that book. And I, I actually created my own gratitude journal. And just like Anne, I found myself being grateful for the smallest, the smallest things but finding my soul lifting in the process. And it could be as simple as enjoying the birds chirp. It could be as simple as enjoying the sun warming your face. Um, sometimes when I get into my car, you know, I'll, I'll pray a little gratitude prayer. God, thank you for my car. Thank you for how you brought me to this car. There's a really cool story about how God um, 
provided the vehicle that I'm in and made it very clear to me that this was the one I was supposed to get. So I look at, I look at that journey as my foundation of really taking on gratitude. And if you, if you look in scripture, God makes it very, very clear that he expects us to be grateful. Um, in his word, he, he tells us, do not be anxious for anything, but with everything um, in prayer and supplication with Thanksgiving, make your requests known unto God. And it's very, very clear that gratitude is meant to be an integral part of our, our conversations with God. Now that doesn't mean that there isn't a place for lamentation. That doesn't mean that there isn't a place for authentic anger and expression of, you know, however you're actually feeling. Um, but just as we have control over, um, over ourselves or over our emotions, we, we have the cognitive ability to express the raw emotions that we feel and then circle back to gratitude. And I think that King David is a beautiful example of that, because if you look throughout the Psalms that he's written, he has Psalms where he is, uh, just expressing raw emotion, grief, fear, anxiety, depression, despair, and then almost always at the end of the Psalms that he writes, he circles back to praising God. He circles back to reminding himself of God's character. He circles back to, to thanking him. So what does that actually look like though, in the context of, of prayer? So for me, something I realize is when I start to get anxious about things and I feel like my anxiety is, is heightening. And I shouldn't say my anxiety because it doesn't belong to me. But when I start to feel anxiety rising up and taking precedence in my heart and in my soul, that typically is like an inner alarm bell that's ringing and showing me, hello, Michelle, you need to, you need to pause. You need to connect, reconnect with the Lord. You need to get back to that place of centering because uh, you're, you're relying on your own strength. You're leaning on your own understanding. You're staring too much at the world. Um, and, and these are the internal alarm bells that are telling you mm -mm, this, is, you're not moving in the right direction with your, with your inner orientation. So when I feel anxiety, it's, it's basically like an alarm bell. So what that sometimes looks like in, in its expression is me praying what I call anxious prayers. And if you, if you're hearing me say this, you have probably done it in your own life. This is where you say, God, help me with this. God, do this. God, make this happen. God, I, I need you to do this. I need you to do that. Like, and you're giving God this laundry list of how you want him to fix what you have determined to be the problem. You're telling him not only what, what you're wanting him to do, but how he needs to do it, when he needs to do it, right? For those of you who are impatient <laughs> like me, um, and you're trying to dictate to him the exact format and layout of the solution that you've crafted in your head that he needs to solve rather than fully surrendering it. And I have, I have done this even when I try to, to pray prayers of surrender. Sometimes you can tell when you are, when you're in prayer and you're, you really want to let something go like in your spirit, you want to let something go. You want to surrender it. 
but in your flesh, you're hanging on (laughs) and it's almost impossible for you to let it go. Something that I have, uh, that I have found to be an interesting indicator of when I'm not surrendering is that I will say it again and again and again, I surrender this to you. I surrender this to you. I surrender this to you. And I can tell internally, even though I've said it with my mouth in my heart of hearts, I haven't let it go. I haven't surrendered it. I'm still thinking about it. I'm still contemplating it. I'm still meditating on it. I'm still chewing on it the way that a cow will chew on, on what is it? Crud? Crud? I don't even know what they call it. Um, But the way that a cow will just chew on the same thing over and over and over again, swallow it, regurgitate it, chew on it some more. That is, is what happens when I fail to surrender. That's what happens when we all fail to surrender. We're meditating on, on the issue and we're bringing it before God again and again and again and again. Those are anxious prayers, guys. Those aren't prayers of true surrender. That's you wrestling either with yourself or with God to work out what it is that you cannot seem to surrender in your own heart. I'm not talking about that when I talk about gratitude prayers. Gratitude prayers um, typically are prayers in which you can take the thing that you're desiring and take the thing that you are longing to have happen, the desire of your heart, and you actually in faith just start thanking God for his answer to that. So I'll give you an example. A little over two years ago, I was living in New York City and I was ready to leave. (laughs) I I didn't like living in New York. It wasn't, city life wasn't really for me. It was way too loud, way too noisy. I felt like I was losing my mind with, um, with the amount of just noise that was happening around me, noise pollution. And I already knew that I was only going to be in New York for uh, a limited period of time, that God was using me in that space for a particular reason, and that eventually I would get out. But I had gotten to the point where I'm like, I'm ready to get out now. And God, I need you to like, hurry up. (laughs) And so in the summer of 2021, I want to say it was in June, the Lord gave me out of nowhere this vision of, um, moving to South Dakota. And I won't go into detail about what was in the vision and and why I had the vision, but basically the the result was I felt like he was telling me South Dakota is is where I want you to move next. And he had certain promises attached to to that move. And I was I was open to going there even though I didn't know anybody there, even though I had never visited that state before. Um even though I didn't really know where where in the map it was, I just knew it was in the middle of the country somewhere. But what I ran into was um, the reality of finances, the reality of logistics, the reality of coordination. I um, was an entrepreneur and I had very limited funds and I just didn't know how I was gonna make the move. At the time I didn't have a car. And so I was like, Lord, I don't know if this is gonna happen. Well, after God confirmed to me in a plethora of ways that he was calling me to make that move, um, my mom actually, uh, and the reason I'm looking off, off the camera is because my mom actually shared 
um, something that the Lord told her while she was in, in prayer. So I'm trying to read it. Okay. Yeah. So this is what the Lord told her. I'm, I'm hoping that I can, I can read it from this distance, but he told her rest assured, I will provide how I do it is up to me. If you will trust me to provide, you will never be disappointed. Your worrying about it is actually tying my hands. Michelle should make a request petitioning me based on my scriptural promises of provision and stand on those promises. Take two or three provision scriptures to meditate on day and night and so deep into her heart. If she wants my help with financial provision, meditate on the scriptures she's chosen, stand on them, inquire of me uh, as to where to sow a seed and how much to sow and trust me to come through by casting all her cares about it to me. Once you have done the above, your part is done. Now you have to fight the good fight of faith by letting go and trusting me to deliver. No matter how much it may appear, nothing is happening. Just say, Lord, my mind is trying to take care of this financial issue. Um, take care of this financial issue again but I refuse to do so because I cast it to you and I refuse to take it back. Uh, the battle is yours, Lord. I love you. Yeah. The battle is yours, Lord. And then he said, I love you. Um, this was to my mom and I love Michelle. When you trust in me, you will never be put to shame, draw a line in the sand and don't cross it where trusting me is concerned. I never let my children down when they place their absolute trust in me, especially in regards to laying claim to what I myself have promised them in my word. The secret is that it's already done. Your faith is what will is what will bring what I've already released to you in the spiritual realm to manifest in your life. Okay, so um that was that was pretty astounding what she said and or what the Lord told her and and the message he gave her to to share with me. So I started, um, I did exactly what my mom shared and I, I picked several scriptures and I just, I stood on it. I stood on it like a rock. So I ended up writing a prayer. Um, and, and for me, it was a gratitude prayer. And in that gratitude prayer, I basically started thanking God. And so I said, um, in that gratitude prayer. And I'm just summarizing it for memory. Lord, thank you for my new home. Thank you for um, providing everything that I need, every single dollar and cent that I need to safely move from New York to South Dakota. Thank you for providing a home that is quiet, clean, bright, and full of your presence. Thank you for blessing me with a brand new um, Honda CRV because that's what I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> that's blue. And, uh, and thank you for, um, providing financial abundance. Thank you for blessing me with a new community, with a church family. Um, thank you for connecting me with the right people. And, and I just stand in faith. And I, I took, um, I took several passages that were specifically geared towards, um, uh, provision. And I, I just read them back I read them aloud so that it was wash over me and wash over myself. But then I read them back to him and I just, 
I, I would pray these gratitude prayers. And every time I started to feel doubt arise, I, I would take out that sheet and I would read that, that gratitude prayer aloud. And it kept me out of the zone of anxiety and it kept me in the zone of, of faith and gratitude. Um, scripture talks about, um, uh, declaring a thing as though it were, um, so, so declaring a thing in faith as though, as though it were, as, a, as though it had already come to pass. And that's what I did. And I just thanked him as if he had already, um, as if he'd already done it, or if he was in the process of doing it and as, as if I already had it. And that's the thing. So as I was thanking him for my car, as I was thanking him for my home, I could envision in my mind driving in that car. I can envision in my mind, enjoying that, that home and that, that, place of oasis. So what ended up happening? Um, I felt like the Lord was telling me that I was going to move in the end of August. And that word was confirmed through several people in my life. In fact, one of my good friends, Katie, um, shout out to Katie. Uh, she prophesied over me and she said, Michelle, I see you driving, uh, to South Dakota with your mom in a, a, a white SUV. And at the time I was like, white, I want, I want, I want my car to be blue. <laughs> Never mind that she had this amazing vision of me traveling and, and, uh, moving to South Dakota. And my mom was in tow, but, um, helping me move. But I was like, that's not the right color of the car. <laughs> and she actually gave me a, a very specific date too, of, of, when I would arrive, when I would be there. And, um, lo and behold, the, the dates are just drawing nearer and nearer August 17th, August 18th. And I'm just like, okay, God, I don't know. I don't know how this is going to happen. And, um, but what I started doing following his instruction, I started packing my stuff. I started packing boxes. I packed, I packed all my stuff and I was getting ready to go. In the 11th hour, the Lord provided over $10,000. He laid it on my dad's heart to bless me with $10,000. And it was more than enough to rent the car, to get the Airbnb, to, in fact, I, I actually want to say this. Um, I got the Airbnb with my own money. Like I, I stepped out in faith. I booked the Airbnb. I reserved it for the, for the dates that I felt like the Lord was telling me to reserve it. Um, so the money was more than enough to cover everything I needed to make that, that move and, and get my stuff together. <laughs> my mom ended up traveling with me. So I, um, I left New York in a white SUV <laughs> because I ended up renting the car rather than buying a car and driving out to, to South Dakota, like I originally planned, I ended up renting a car and the car that was assigned to me was a white Toyota RAV4. So I rented the car, um, picked up my mom in Maryland. She and I headed out to South Dakota together, um, in, in that SUV and within 24 hours of arriving in South Dakota, I, went to the car dealership and I bought a, um, pre-owned, but practically new, uh, 2018 
Honda CRV in blue, royal blue. And there's a whole story behind how God designated that particular car. I mean, literally, guys, when I turned the car on to test drive it, raise a hallelujah, started blasting on the radio. I mean, there's just so many things that it's like God had his fingerprints. Yep. Yep. I'm here. I'm here. I'm doing this. This is all me. So in the end, everything that I had been thanking the Lord for in those gratitude prayers, thanking him for um, my beautiful home. So I ended up getting an apartment uh, shortly after my mom went back to Maryland. I, I rented an apartment that was bright, clean, quiet, beautiful. I absolutely loved that apartment. Um, I had my beautiful car. I, um, I found community. It was actually through the owner of the Airbnb that I had stayed in. It was like breadcrumbs. Like God created this trail to what is now my church family and my church community. God just showed up and showed off in, in this, in this powerful way. And it went from me being in New York city not knowing how on earth I was going to make this move to a completely different state um, to with, with very limited financial resources at the time to God, just taking my gratitude prayers and pouring out above and beyond what I could ask, think, or imagine. And now here I am in Sioux Falls, South Dakota with a, a beautiful community church family that I love. Um, I'm in a different apartment now, but again, it is bright, clean, quiet, full of his presence. And um, my my blue Honda CRV is sitting in the garage right outside of my home. So God is just so faithful to us. And he's faithful to us when we pray anxious prayers. I'll be honest, like his grace abounds, but this is just so much more fun when you pray gratitude prayers. So I strongly recommend you to take, make a list, make a list of all the things that are not going right in your life right now and pray it in such a way that you start thanking him for getting rid of the things that are not going right in your life, right? You start casting those things down in the name of Jesus and thanking God for doing the opposite of what you currently see. So if you don't have enough money in the bank, thank God for increase, right? If you, um, if your car is acting up and it's acting crazy, thank God for either a divine repair or giving you an upgrade with a new car. If um, you're seeing things in your job that you don't like, thank God for resolving those things and for, um, for providing you with promotion or advancement or, or moving you beyond this, right? Um, if you're single, preach it to the choir here. If you're single, thank God for the husband or the wife that is coming your way, right? So just start thanking God, thanking God for the things that you want that you don't yet see, uh, trusting that he is going to inhabit those prayers, empower them and, and fully realize what you're trusting and believing him for. All right, guys, I'm going to let you go. Thanks for listening to this episode. God bless. Hey, fam, fam. I want to thank you for taking the time to watch this episode. I really, really hoped that you were blessed by it. If this taught you anything about hearing God more clearly, about listening to him with other people, if it inspired you watching other people connect with the voice of God, I want to encourage you share this show. Don't be greedy. Don't keep this all to yourself. 
share the show, let other people know about the Prophetic Listening Podcast, share it on your social, text a friend about it, bring it up in conversation, whatever that looks like for you. Also, if you could do me a huge solid and leave a review, guys, that helps increase visibility. There is nothing like word of mouth traction. So please leave a review. Lastly, if you want to connect with me on social media, you can hit me up on Instagram at the Michelle Honora. You can also find my work, my resources, my e-courses, as well as the certification program on www.propheticlistening.com. Thank you again. Tune into the next episode. We're here every week. Can't wait to see you on the flip side. God bless.